Welcome to Couch to Coast, a weekly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place has been comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live. Again. Again, episode 39. Getting close to that big 4-0. Isn't Prestatin where you've been in Wales? Yeah. And you've just introduced it with an Irish accent. Yeah, how can I'm not even going to try and do a Welsh accent. Go on. I don't want to put the... Nope. I'll, put, I'll put all the Wales listeners off. We're not, we're not moving on. <laughs> I didn't even know how they go. I can do I can do a bit of a, a Gavin and Stacey. Oh, what's occurring? There you go. That's a Welsh accent. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> So you sorry, Wales. Sorry to the whole of Wales. There. Don't apologise. Don't apologise, Rob. It wasn't too bad, I suppose. That was all right. That at least you recognised it and give it a go, right? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm, 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 a, I'm a God loves a trier, and that is me. You are try. You are certainly a trier. <laughs> certainly a trier. So you've been away in Prestatin. Have caravan? Yes, it's my mum's caravan. So we go every year. Um, it's in it. It's called Green Acres. Shout out to Green Acres. Don't know if you listen. I thought the caravan was called Green Acres. Like it has one of the no, that's painted on the side. What's the caravan? No, no, no. I know the caravan's got a name. It's called uh, Liz and Sam's Happy Place, which is my mum and my stepdad's uh, caravan. They call it their happy place. Lovely. So we go there every year. It's uh, just on just on the outskirts of Prestat in town by Prest Haven. Uh, so it's a lovely little caravan site which we go to. It's, it, was, it was nice. But I was just saying to yourself, when you go on holiday with kids, you need a holiday after the holiday because it is just literally kids' entertainment. And I'm sure you've seen the videos of people. If people are friends with me that listen, listen to the show, there's videos of me dancing on stage, doing chichua, chichua. Have you seen that one? I you look, I did. I was, <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed. <laughs> I got a medal for that. Uh, and I was doing karaoke. People were commenting on me karaoke. See, I'm in the wrong job. I should be in. I should be in entertainment. I wanted to be when I was younger. Actually, I wanted to be a red coat. I can remember. I nearly gave up my nursing career to go and be a red coat. Imagine what I'd be doing now. Would you reckon we'd be doing this podcast if I was doing if I was a red coat or a blue coat at Pontins or wherever it is? Um, I think it probably unlikely. Yeah, probably likely. I probably, I probably, I don't know what I'd be doing. How do you get know. on the caravan? Being how tall you are. All right, actually, it's not too bad. Actually, uh, my head's quite close to the roof. <laughs> but I, I scrape my top of my head. I've always got a scar on the top of my head because I've, I've got no hair. For people that don't know, and I'm quite tall, so I always scrape my head as I go on the caravan because I go onto some decking. I always forget. I always think there's a step down, so I always scrape my head as I go under the guy under the under the door. But not too bad, not too bad. Lying down, it's quite yeah. Lying down's okay. Lying down's okay. There's there was five of us in the caravan for the first half of the week. So me, Laura, my eldest son Bradley, Connie, and Arthur. Uh, so it was quite cramped. As Bradley is getting bigger as well now, and Connie's getting bigger, and Arthur's obviously getting, getting bigger. bigger don't they, kids? Yeah, that's the problem. Laura's not getting any bigger. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> but when Bradley went home, Bradley, I brought Bradley back for his GCSE results. Uh, he stayed 
back at his house because he wanted to go out and celebrate with his mates. As a young. It wasn't too bad. All right, actually. Yeah, really, really well. Um, he's going to college. So he's got in at college. So, yeah, he's done really, really well. To study. Brick Lane. There is, apparently. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah, so he's going to do Brick Lane. Absolutely. Fair play. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good holiday. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Should we talk about some running? Yeah, we are a running podcast, so let's talk about some running. So I saw that you went to Prestatin Park Run. I mean, what, I did. we're going to do you. It's inside Manchester. Let's let's not beat around the bush. It's inside Manchester. Week seven. Week seven. We had to skip a week because we weren't here last week. So it's week six. Weeks. Last week when uh, Kurt came in to talk to us about mini athletics. Right. It's week seven now. And we are six weeks away from Manchester half. So how are you feeling, just generally? How generally are you feeling about this half marathon? I, I feel, I feel, I feel positive. I feel, and I, I think I haven't done. I, I'm, I'll be open with you. I haven't done as much running as I've done over the last couple of weeks because it's been on holiday. I have been running though. So the first day I was on holiday on the Monday, I went for a run. I did a six point four five mile run. Ran to Talaka to see the lighthouse. It's a nice little route along the the coast. So I did that. Then um, on the Thursday, I think it was, uh, no, the Friday, sorry, I went and did a 2.44 mile. It was a bit of a shakeout before my hard effort. You asked me to do a hard effort. Oh, Andy. I did my strides. I did my strides. You did. I mean, I you are you are doing, you. well, I wouldn't want to say you're consistently doing your strides. Now, you did them last week after the sort of banter I gave you about not doing them. <laughs> I did them last week and I did them before then in the last week I haven't done this week because I didn't do any running on Monday which we'll come on to in a minute so you did your eating shake out run you did your stride yeah. you went and done your hard part run effort did you do it hard? I did I did it very hard very hard I even got a PB ding 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 ding, ding. ring that bell ring the bell 20 what it's 24.06 24.06 I think maybe before that was 24.16 or something like that, so 10 seconds off. I like that, silly toe. I like that. Yeah. It's a nice flat route, I must admit. It was it was right by the coast, uh, very welcoming. The people that were there were very welcoming. I met a listener, really bizarre, really, really bizarre. I was stood there with the, do you know when you go in for the people that haven't ran that park run for the first timers? Mm. I stood there listening to the first time, and this woman came over, this woman in like man came over to me and said, are you from Stoke? I was like, yeah, because I'm Stoke Fit Top. And she's like, yeah, I recognise you Stoke Fit Top. And she says, are you Rob from that podcast? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I was like, dead two backbites. I was dead shocked. And she says, oh, we listen. Well, I think this lady listens. Uh, Julie, Julie Dudley, her name is. She's from Cheadle. I'm like, what a small world. Somebody that's actually listens to the podcast came over to me and approached me. Uh, so that was nice. So shout out to Julie. Well done on your part run as well. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice little run. Uh, 20... 23, I, I actually got on mine, my PB, my 5K, sorry, was 23.59. I was dead happy. I thought, oh, I broke 24 minutes, but then it came through. There's always a little bit extra in there when part run is, is, is in, in, involved. Uh, so 24.06. So super chuffed, super, super chuffed. But another thing I want to talk about before we move on to my running as well is whilst I was there, um, there was something called 5K Your Way, which I don't know if the, if the listeners have actually heard about 5K Your Way. It's a charity that links up with um, Parkrun and 
they do on every have a little look at you. The third Saturday of the month, they link up with Part Run and they do a, a, a 5K. It's a 5K your way, move against cancer as a support group with a difference. So I'm reading out from what an email that I got sent from this lady who I met. People live, living with and beyond cancer have been encouraged to move more as part of an initiative called 5K your way, move against cancer. This initiative is delivered by Move Charity. 5K your way, move against cancer groups invites those living with and beyond cancer their families, friends, and those working in cancer services to walk, jog, run, cheer, or volunteer at partners of the 5K Your Way group on the last Saturday of every month and then socialise after over drinking cake in a local cafe. Oh, who did that? In short. Exactly. I know. After, after a part run as well. In short, we're an active coffee morning combining fresh air, movement, and socialising because they recognise that keeping active um, during your cancer treatment is really important. You can have a massive impact on your which we know about, massive impact on your mental health, massive impact on your physical health, positive impact. And it can also have a positive impact on the side effects of cancer. So I met um, somebody from there and hopefully I have reached out and we're going to get them onto the podcast uh, to, to come and talk to us about 5K Your Way. If you are interested in 5K Your Way, go on to, just go on to any Google or Bing or wherever you go and search four things just put 5k your way in there's 87 active 5k your way groups across the uk and republic of ireland is on a map local one yeah so there's a map so you can click on the map and then go and see where they all are um and then there's underneath it says north groups midlands groups southeast groups southwest groups island groups northern ireland groups channel island groups wales groups uh, so they're all over the place i've just looked at ours and the local one the lo- one of the most local ones to us is one in ashbourne there's one in Stafford, and there's one in Macclesfield, I believe. So have a look if you're interested. And like I say, we will get them onto the podcast to come and talk to us about 5K your way and give us some more information. See, here's an interesting one for you. Stoke Fit. They were going to go and do a bit of tourism potentially over my way, weren't they? Yeah. Nah, yeah. That vicious rumour you said. No, 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 we're going to look at it. I think it's going to be later on in the year, November time, I think. I mean, there's a good one. Warsaw Arbor- Arbitorum. Yeah, yeah, so that's part of Arbor- Arboretum. I don't know. I've never know how they pronounce it. That's your way. You should know that. It's your anyway, way. Anyway, Warsaw Park Run. They've got a 5K your way at Warsaw. I was just looking, actually, because I'm, I'm, I normally work Saturdays doing mini athletics, um, and I'm, I'm actually not working this Saturday, so I'm going to get a park running. Um, so I'm going to one of my favourites in Solihull, Brewerton Park. Um, I was just seeing if they've got a 5k your way in Brewerton. They sadly haven't. But it's a really, really good initiative. I think it's brilliant. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. Obviously, they raise money for the charity. Uh, I went and chatted to a couple of the people that were there. The marshals, really, really lovely to talk to. Yeah. Um, I had a picture holding a 5k your way frame around my very red face after my hard effort. After your PB, yeah, was, after my PB, I was chuffed to bits. Um, but yeah, so check them out, have a look, and we'll get them on the podcast. I think it's good stuff. But since, but since then, since that 5k PB, I haven't really, apart from this afternoon, I've been out for a run this afternoon, I haven't really ran. So, but uh, Sunday, it was last day of my holiday, bank holiday Monday, uh, played football on Tuesday, scored a hat trick on Tuesday. Uh, and then I've been out this afternoon for um, the Threshold Tempo run, um, which was nice. 
confused me though because normally it's a 10 minute warm up but you give me 20 minutes warm up <laughs> which confused the hell out of me i was like running i was like i'm sure i should be going faster now but looked at me watching it was still 20 minutes um and then 30 minutes of hard intensity followed by 30 30 seconds sorry of hard intensity followed by 30 seconds recovery 15 times 30 30 fun yeah it was good actually i quite enjoyed it just to get a bit of leg speed yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean we were looking for you to hit anywhere between 720 to eight minute per mile yeah and i really would want you to have been closer to that that sort of 720 in those uh in those intervals and and you were you were not too bad to be fair um it's it's hard isn't it because the 30 second intervals it's, it's yeah again it's about learning to you know get comfortable with your paces but over mm-hmm. over the period, I mean, you even hit a six fifty five on a yeah, an interval four for thirty seconds average pace. So I think mm-hmm. you handled that really well. You definitely met the brief. Fifteen lots of thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off, and then obviously most of them are most of them are around seven twenty or, yeah. or below. Yeah, you've you've definitely met the brief. And the, the good thing about this session is, as you say, you picked up on the fact that you had like a a longer warm up period. So you were 20 yeah. minutes warm up and then you had the, the sort of 15 repeats and then 20 minute cool down because you put that sort of intensity and in, let's not forget like you, you have put a good bit of work in the middle of that, that, that workout there. You've gone and held a nice, easy, consistent, easy pace for the cool down. You've not showed too much fatigue, which is nice. No, it was, it was good running around my local area with the, around the forest park. People looking at me like I'm a... What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? What's he going... Why is he going faster and slower? Like faster and slower. Faster and slower. <laughs> I mean, I want to pick up on the fact that you've... You seem to have started swimming as well. Oh, well, no, no, that... I didn't... I... You went, I went to swimming, swimming for one minute and 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah, 80 no. seconds. I went... you completed, silly toe. I've got on the cards. Well, I've been thinking about... I can't swim. I can't I, 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 I swim. And that wasn't, that was, I just pressed it, but I was just looking at my watch and I pressed swimming. I thought, oh, we'll see what happens here. I deleted off Strava, but I forgot to delete stuff training peak. You ain't laughs um, for a minute and 17 It's not for him. <laughs> I went swimming with the kids. Uh, so it wasn't really lap swimming, but I can't, I can, the only, t- the only uh, I'm tall. So really, I don't need to swim because <laughs> every time I go to a swimming pool, I can touch the floor. Yeah. But I can only breaststroke, really. Uh, so I keep my head above the water. I'm like, uh, do you know when you, you used to go swimming with your mum and your mum used to do the breaststroke and she used to keep her head above water so she didn't get her hair wet? I'm similar to that. Whereas I want to be able to do front crawl, but I can't do the breathing. I really struggle with doing like how many arm lengths and then I, I should be able to swim really good because I've got a body for swimming, I suppose, but quite a big body big body with big arms big levers uh, but i can't get the breathing out at all so if there's any t- tips and techniques from people out there that are listening that are saying right okay then this is what you need to do because really i would like to be able to swim but i can't i don't really want to go to my local swimming bus and say can you give me some swimming lessons please <laughs> as a grown man i don't know if that is an actual thing to be well, fair if you can go to swimming I mean, you've got a really as an adult i suppose you can go get a swimming yeah. coat yeah Potentially, potentially. Triathlon might be on the cards later on in the year. Well, not later on in the year. Not later on in the year. We're early in. Nice September. Nice on our swimming performance. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to running for now. <laughs> but yeah, 
I went swimming a couple of times with the kids. Um, but there was no chance I could do any lane swimming anyway because it was just packed to the rafters with kids jumping off the side and playing with balls and things like that. So, But anyway, that's my ruddy week. It's been pretty up and down. Uh, some good stories to tell. But how's your running week been? Um, it's been hit and miss. Hit and miss. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I sort of feel like it's not. Are you still on a high from your 10K that you did? Distant memory. Distant memory. No, it's nice to have it in there. Um, I've just really struggled, I wouldn't say with consistency, my mileage, if you look at Strava and you do that thing where you look at the progress on Strava and you look at the weekly mileage, for the last, uh, what, five weeks, it's slowly gone down. So I did, um, I, I had that week, well, going right back, I had that week when I had the operation on my back and then I had like three weeks where it went quite well, did Solihull, got ill, lost like quite a few miles, so I only did 18 miles that week, then sort of felt like, do you know what? I need to pick it back up a little bit. So I hit 34 miles, which is like a good week for me, a green week. I've got kids, family, job, all that. I can't I can't be hitting the high numbers, put it this way. I can't be doing a Kieran Bedford and running for snacks every day. Um, so I'm, I got to 34 miles, but then every week from there, it's sort of my mileage has gradually gone down. Like I feel like I'm going to have a good week this week, I think. I mean, last week... I was doing, I feel like I made the best of the, the, the not bad situation, but the best I could out of what I had. So I started the week quite strong. Um, I got my weekly, I got my session in, but it's the first time I stepped off a session. I felt awful in one of the sessions. I've been sort of tinkering my diet a little bit, trying to basically eat um, less processed foods, um and eat more whole foods and it's good because i've lost a bit of weight doing it um but what you actually find is when you can't eat processed foods like the ready available snacks like packets of crisps popping out for a coffee and having a cake or being in the supermarket and thinking oh, i'm hungry i'm just going to grab a little wrap or something like that to keep you going you haven't got access to all that so i felt like because of that i've been eating less so i did I went to do my session um, last week, and it was um, it was basically supposed to be three times four minutes, three times three minutes, and three times two minutes, obviously with rest periods. And I went to this local park where we're doing like it lends itself like a little bit of a running track um, with a playground in the middle. I did the three times four minutes. I did the three times three minutes. Um, and I just felt like I'd run out of energy, so I couldn't do the, yeah. I couldn't do the three by two. Um, I basically put it down to the fact that I didn't eat enough, I didn't fuel enough. Um, that little change to the diet, and I think I'm also getting used to doing a lot of steps because we did our mini athletic summer camp last week, which was on my feet all day. Yeah, I've done twenty. Right. I've done twenty thousand steps on very little food before I'd even done my running, I then had to go out and do a hard session. So lesson learned to all those listeners out there. Fuel is really, really important if you've got your hard sessions, get your fueling in. Um, the rest of the week was pretty standard, really. Easy runs. Um, and then on 
Thursday, um, we went off to Basingstoke uh, to work Carfest. Oh, yeah, saw that. It yeah. was uh, a festival put on by Chris Evans. Mm. Was Rob Brown? Was that way where? No, Rob Brown was it? Rob Brown. Yeah, was he there? Because he was at. Um, where is it as well, wasn't he? It's where? Oh, no, yes. Yeah, you went to Carfest on Thursday. You were there for the weekend, yeah. weren't you? So we went. So he was there reading. Yeah, we went on Thursday, stopped in a little pub so that we could get there to the festival site early on the Friday to run ten. Yeah. So we woke up in this pub in the outskirts of Basingstoke and had a session to do, which was a broken tempo session, um, country roads basically, just running up and down the same country road for the best part of, I think it was about fifty minutes, sixty minutes. Um, felt quite strong on that. Felt quite good, and then went to the festival. And I couldn't get me easy running in um, a long run because... Well, you, all intents and purposes, you were working, weren't you? Yeah, so I was, again, I was on my feet again. It's just trying to juggle juggle all the, the, the balls that you've got as a, as a you know, someone working, having the kids and other commitments. And it's just, it's what everybody goes through. Um, some people are better at it than others. And sometimes you just have to accept that what's in the past is in the past. Mm. Um, and now I'm focused. You can't change. You, you can't change the past. You can't change. You can't change. But what I did manage to do was to watch Rob Bryden reading CBeebies bedtime story, which was the Gruffalo, in person, which was nice. Hey, uh, yeah. I, we, well, last time we spoke to Rich Bagney, he was talking about the Tiger that came to tea. I still haven't shown you a video of me reading that. You want to listen to mine? CBeebies are missing out without not having me on. Well, Carfest next year. They do celebrities, yeah. and you know we we will be bigger by then. Our stock is rising, Rob. <laughs> you might be able to do the bedtime story. Um, yeah. So, no, it's it, it. I couldn't get my long run, which I was good about. But then this week, I'm highly motivated because I've got six weeks. We've got six weeks to Manchester. Um, my aim now is to, as you say, not worry too much about what's in the past. Can't be changed. Focus on the future. I'm going to run my easy runs truly easy, truly, truly easy. Going to keep that heart rate down, thinking about, you know, the uh, episode with um, Carl Nemmer um, about getting the body uh, able to flush out all that rubbish in the muscles by keeping the heart rate down. Uh, so I've been experimenting with that. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm going to go and run a, a fast, hopefully a fast part run this weekend. Gladly, I can't join you. You asked me if I could come and join I you. Can't. The invite was I'm there. at another, another stag do. What? I'm at another stag do. Just, just, just on Saturday, uh, I'm going to the Chester races with a couple of lads from football. Six weeks. Oh, from Manchester, he's going on the stag do. Well, my stag, my stag do hasn't even been organised yet. Do we need to readjust his goals, silly though? No. Well, probably. I'm, 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 I'm confident I'd try and get under 159. I'm hopefully hopeful. I'm I'm hopefully hopeful if that's an actual terminology you can use. I will. Do we rate your training week? Yeah, just, yeah, you can. Do. We've got two weeks to rate, really, haven't we? I know, I know. Ooh. Just bear in mind. Let me just tell you. Bearing in mind, I got a part run PB, and I actually ran on my holiday. So, kudos for that. So we're rating it really from the seventeenth, no, the fourteenth, haven't we? Yeah. Because last week we had Kirk on from Mini Athletics, so we couldn't give you a rating. 70 easy on the Monday. Easy missed with strides, missed session, done. 
combined run club on the Saturday, missed his long run, 70 on a Monday. Um, whilst on holiday. Whilst on holiday, give you that. Um, and then running again on Friday, whilst on holiday. Shake. Then Saturday. Whilst on holiday. Then Saturday, part whilst on holiday. Day, part run. Then he went lap swimming. Yeah. <laughs> 17 seconds, missed his long run. It's going to be a, it's going to be a B. I'm happy with a B. I was expecting less than that, so I'll take that. Let's move on quickly before you change your mind. Right. B, on the pure basis of that parkrun PB, and I'll do. and doing some research for the podcast in finding the 5K your way, people. Yeah, I've got even more to talk about. So I'll give you a I've, been, I've, I've, been, I've been networking somewhat rotten over the last couple of weeks. But I think the final thing before we move on from the inside of Manchester, it is, all jokes aside, it is a big six weeks for us now. Big six weeks for anyone doing Manchester half marathon. We know there's quite a few people that are doing it. This is the last push. This is the last chance, really, for you to start getting in some serious training. And if you do it now and you can stay consistent for six weeks, you actually can make a difference to your performance on the day. If you leave it another couple of weeks, you're not really going to be adding much to your performance. Like if you start two weeks out from Manchester, you might as well not bother because you're not adding anything six weeks is a good amount of time to make a change yeah I'm, i like to say i'm feeling confident i'm feeling I've, I've tried to keep my consistency there's been a bit of a lull like on my strive the similar to yours i had that positive that, that week where i did 30 odd miles and then it's just gradually gone down but like i say i've been on holiday i've enjoyed my holiday <laughs> Still to come on this episode of the Couch to Coach Running Podcast. I definitely, whether it is a placebo effect or not, I definitely felt like I had a better sleep last night. I was more recovered. Um, like I felt more energised. I really did. Like I was up sprightly. If it's good enough for Erling Haaland, good enough for me. Exactly. 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 Couch to Coach podcast is available on a wide variety of podcast players. If you like what you hear in this episode, please remember to follow the show and set a future episodes to auto-download. Our main objective on this show is to get people into running and to talk about running. We're two normal guys that live normal lives, and although our following is growing, we rely on you, the listeners, to get the word out there about this show. So please, whilst you're listening, remember to leave us a review on your chosen podcast player to help boost our ratings. Finally, you can stay up to date with all things Cows to Coast over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for Couch to Coast. So we'll do Strava League. So this last week, unfortunately, the week before, so the week before last, apologies. I don't know who came first. So, I don't know who came second, then who came third. Good him. <laughs> yeah, we're probably Kieran. Well done, Kieran. But this week, um, uh, this week's leaderboard from Monday to uh, from Monday to Sunday last week, well, yeah, last week, is in third place with 63.8 miles, Pat Buckingham. So, well done to Pat. Yeah, Pat, in, Pat does some serious miles, doesn't he, old Pat? He, that, yeah, it's not really. to be this. I just said old thing. Pat. I don't actually know how old he is. I don't know. Pat I'm Buckingham, sure. well done. Uh, in second place, with 66.2 it seems to be similar similar kind of people on here uh martin pratt 
and with 66.8 miles. We've mentioned him before. I'm sure we'll mention him again. Well done to Kieran. So Kieran Bedford with 66.8 miles. Not sure if he's been out for um, snacks this week, but uh, well done, we all. Enough for six. Enough for snacks, Kieran. Let us know what you've been going for. Let us know what snacks you had. It must be coming up to his marathon. What's he doing, York? York, I think, yeah. Let us know, Kieran, how long you've got left for for York Marathon. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pretty close. I'm sure it was it was like a couple of weeks, uh, and then this week, so from Monday to Thursday, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a shout out to Rob Moran. Well done, Rob. He contacted me on Monday and he did his long run on Monday, and he was I think he was second spot on Monday after his long run, and he says, "Oh, I might do my long runs on a Monday now. I might get more of a mention." So well done, Rob Moran, for your long run on a Monday. People ask come nine. Pick up on when they should be running to get on this leaderboard, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you came ninth this week, mate. So not to, not 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 third or second or first, but you came ninth. So you've done well. Uh, so in third spot with thirty-four miles. Well done to Kieran, and 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 with thirty-four miles, there were five runs. Longest run was eleven point one mile. Uh, in second spot with 36, 36, 36.2 miles is Joseph Edwards. So well done to Joseph. And then top of the shop with 38 miles and six runs in total. Longest run is 11 miles. Well done to Pat Buckingham. So well done, you guys. Uh, Sean Moynihan came in at 14th. A couple of people. Emma Taylor's there, so she's top 10. So she came 10th. Your mate Penny Mass is there, top seven. Uh, Izzy Shaw, give her a shout out last time we were on with uh, a birthday. Well done to Izzy, she came 16th. Got Julianne Kettle, 17th. Ben Russell, I'm not quite sure who that is. Looks like a dodgy character to me. Top 20. Dodgy Brummel. Well dodgy Brummel, lad, yeah. So well done, everybody. It's nice to be back and talking about Strava League. We haven't moved. We've still got 148 followers or 48 athletes in our club. Uh, so... Spread the word, people. Let's get more people on there. Let people know that we have got a, a running club on Strava and see if they can get onto the leaderboard. Normally, this is where we would do listeners' question. However, watch out. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. However, listeners, watch out. This, incoming. This is <laughs> where I get my stern voice on. To be fair, we haven't done any. We've been a bit idle over on Instagram. I've been on holiday. You need st- we have we have been on holiday. You've been working over the weekend, so it's like, oh, okay. But we haven't been asking for listeners' questions. But we haven't got any listeners' questions this week. I put one out this afternoon. Uh, haven't had any. Any nobody, nobody took the bait to ask us a question. So, if you have got a question uh, relating to running or in general, just reach out to us and we might just answer on the podcast. We have got some questions on the bat burner, uh, but we'd like to keep it relevant and keep it quite up to date. So if you've got questions, please let us know. It's not a threat. It might turn into a, it might turn into a threat if we don't get any questions next week. I did say this a couple of months ago. If you're not going to send us any questions, we won't be doing this feature. So that's the threat. I think what Rob's saying is if you don't do it, he's just going to cancel the podcast altogether. <laughs> no, I live, I live for this podcast. I live for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I look forward to a Thursday. Uh, and it keeps me motivated to running. Blood one. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. 
So I was speaking to, shout out to John Cousins. I was speaking to John today, uh, yesterday or today about his running. Says what you need. Is he, is he listening to the podcast, John? I don't know if he listens or not, but if he does, hello, John. I just want to say if he has been listening, he's really, really done well with his running this last month. John's someone I coach, good. Um, and he's really—he's probably one of the most determined guys I've, I've come across. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, really, really wants to do well with his running, but he's a busy man. He yeah. has struggled to get his consistency, but this last month. Can't fault him. John, if you are listening, well done. I think, I think he struggles with his motivation sometimes as well. I think he, he, he's he got it in his head. So, and I think the psychological side of it as well, it's impacted on him. And I said to him, the one thing that you need to do is set up a podcast because it keeps you motivated. I think if I hadn't got this podcast, I don't think I'd be running as much as I do. I know we don't run all the time, but uh, it keeps me motivated because I can't come onto the podcast and not talk about what running I haven't done. Well, so. with your recent history, you could go and start a swimming podcast if you wanted to. Well, yes, I could potentially. Could potentially. <laughs> you just you just watch, Mister Russell. In there, in a year's time, when I've been in a lot of swimming lessons, and somebody's actually offered to give me swimming lessons, and I'm then competing in in, in a triathlon, you'll be eating your words. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I will. Yeah, you won't be. <laughs> <laughs> is brought to you by Protein Rebel. Have you ever suffered with digestion issues during a running event? You're not alone. Research shows that 27% of marathoners and 70% of ultra runners report issues with digestion. The reasons for these gastrointestinal issues are often the complex chemical formulations used in many sports nutrition products. They lead to bloating, cramps and sometimes the need to run to the toilet. Not what any runner needs. So how can you get over this when the big brands use artificial ingredients? So Protein Rebel has decided to do things differently as their products are 100% natural. They only use short, minimal, natural ingredients that reduce the chance of GI issues or gastrointestinal issues and supports your running naturally. Products include Maple Ignite energy gels containing just maple syrup and sea salt, Run Easy Marine Collagen for strengthening joints and ligaments, and replace vegan protein powders. If you are interested in buying any of these products, we have got a special, yes, a special code for you to use. You go onto their website and it's CTC15 and you will get yourself 15% off. But anyway, moving on. Couch reads, coach reads. Just going back, actually, let's go back to listeners' questions. Please send your listeners' questions in. We really li- we do like to hear them, and we do like to answer your questions live on the podcast. So, And if you want to, you can send them in like Julianne did a couple of weeks ago via a voice note, and we can play it over the, on the podcast. But please do send your listeners' questions in. Moving on again. Back to Couch Reads, Coach Reads. So, it's my turn this week. And it isn't. Runner's World. No. Uh, yes, yeah, it's not Runner's World. Oh. I know, I know. I have got a Runner's World. We've had the, I've had the new magazine. I haven't even looked at it yet. Yeah, I'm saving that for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but I've been, I've read. I mentioned it. Might have mentioned it two weeks ago. So I was, we were sent. I say we, I was sent a book from a book, not a book, a book 
from Sean. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right or wrong. So if I'm, I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Sean, I'm, I do apologise. Sean Kakmorski, Kashmorski, spelled C K A C H M A R S K I. He's originally from Canada. He now lives in the UK. I think it's Yorkshire way. Um, and he sent to me the book uh, called Just Finish. Don't think you can, know you can. And I took it away with me. Um, and I started to read it. And I got hooked. And it's very rare that I get hooked by a book. I could listen to you say book all night, to be fair, Rob. I was, I was waiting for you to say something about me saying hooked. Not hooked. <laughs> I was hooked by I was hooked by the book. Um so I read the whole book whilst I was on holiday. All two hundred and forty four pages of it. Um, and it was a re- it, I, and I'm not just saying this because it was sent to me it was sent to me, but it is a really, really good book. So if you are interested in reading this book, you can get it on Amazon. I'm not sure it's that much um on Amazon. Uh, and it will do uh Sean big favor i've I've left him a review as well on amazon um and yeah i have spoken to sean as well over instagram and there's potential so this might be another guest this is where my networking comes in that we're going to get him on and he professes to he, he, he talks about how fast he is and he isn't a fast runner he is one of them people that just goes out and gets it done and loves running keeps him um well mentally and physically he started running i'm not going to spoil the book we started running through a health scare um and he's just gone from strength to strength so well done sean and thank you for sending me the book and i really really enjoyed the book so if anybody's interested just finish don't think you can no you can by sean kakmarski but we're going to talk about a little bit of it because this what this is what stuck in my mind when i was when i was reading it i got went to bed I was reading it in my bed and i was like oh that's that's such a that's such a Shame. I can't read in bed, by the way. Can't you want to sleep instantly? Regardless of what I'm reading, I fall asleep instantly. But I think the reason I read it, because I can't, I don't normally read in bed. I normally put the telly on, that's a problem. And it's like, then you can't switch off. Um, but there's no telly at the caravan in the bedroom. So I put the, I, put, I was reading the book and it does help me to sleep as well. So, but then I got into the book and then you don't want to put the book down. So then, um, but anyway, part of the book, it talks about. He runs, tries to run a marathon. So he starts running and he never in a million years thinks about running a marathon. He signs up for Manchester Marathon, actually, oh. bizarrely, um, and does the Manchester Marathon, does all the training, um, gets to the day, does his own pace. He always starts off too fast. And it's quite, the book is really relatable because. Is it's like I'm reading my story sometimes because I always start off too fast because I get drawn into the into into the melee of what's happening on the day. But he runs the mar- runs this marathon, gets to twenty miles, and he's thinking to himself, "Oh, I've got six miles to go. Not far, not far." And he gets stopped. Hey, he gets stopped. So one of the marshals comes over to him and says, "You can't run anymore because of the road. They're going to have to reopen the road, and it's not safe for you to carry on running." And by his own admission, he is a slow runner, so I'm not sure how many how, how long he was running for, but he was stopped. So he DNF'd, and he was picked up by a bus and taken back to the finish. And his mum had come over from Canada, and his loved ones were there, so his wife was there and his two kids. And it was gutting for him. So he got me thinking about not finishing races, and was that fair? Has that happened to anybody else in the past? 
Because um, it's never I've never experienced that. I've all, every race I've gone into, I've always finished. I know I've done that many, but have you ever not finished a race? Have you ever? I don't through it could it could be through it could be through a couple of hands. It obviously Sean was stopped, but I was thinking to myself it could be through well, injury. It could be injury. It could be, injury. It could be uh, you know maybe sickness, needing the toilet. It could be an emergency comes up and you can't finish the race. It's not. It's not happened to me. I. I mean, she won't mind me saying it. It happened to Rachel. Um, we were doing Henley Regatta. I think it was Henley down south Henley Half Marathon um, and we set off and did the race I finished and then I always like looked down the finish line thinking oh Rachel's she's going to be finished in a minute about her sort of time she should be coming through and then I was like a bit worried where is she turned around and there she was wrapped in a foil blanket oh. and uh, I mean it's, it's quite funny when you think back on it now but she was wrapped in a foil blanket she'd like twisted her ankle literally a couple of hundred metres into the run and they put her into like a back of an ambulance to keep her warm until I'd finished. Um, yeah. And it's one of those things. The reason I say that is because with this guy here who's written the book, you could get a DNF for whatever reason. And Rachel got hers through injury. He got his because he was told he couldn't carry on, which I think is appalling, by the way. I know. I've heard um, that as well. The main thing is, I think that whatever happens, the reason why you get it, you've got to carry on. Yeah, you've got to use that and, as an inspiring thing to say. Look, yeah. motivational thing. I'm, I'm not going to let that happen to me again. And if it's because you feel like you're too, people are telling you too slow, it might motivate you to get a little bit quicker. It might motivate you to go. Well, actually, I'm going to enter different events, and you're going to tell us mm. obviously a little bit about what he went on to do. Potentially, or the book does. Um, yeah. And if it comes down to injury. Use it as a way to say, I'm not going to get injured again. I'm going to prepare. I always talk about processes. Make sure you do a warm-up. Make sure you do your stretches. Make sure you do your dynamic movements. Make sure you fuel them yeah. properly. So whatever reason you get a DNF for, it's a learning it's a learning option. You know, yeah. I've coached people yeah. um, for a good couple of years now. And I've come across a few people that have DNF'd. And I'm working with a couple now um, to try and get better. Uh, processes because in my experience of those people it was processes over hydrating under hydrating uh under fueling and i think you've just got to look at that experience to try and learn from it yeah i've come close i must admit the last part is off i came close the heat. it's that hot the heat all my life honestly i nearly got to like it was like halfway through and i thought i can't do this i, can't, I physically can't do it but i just slowed down because I said, if, if I felt to, I felt to myself, if I don't slow down and I don't take on some on some hydration, I won't stop. I will, I'll have to stop. Yeah. I won't have a choice. Somebody will have to stop me or I will pass out. And this is the process thing. It's, it's about, I mean, you can't control everything. No. You can't control the weather. You can't control the heat. You can't control how cold it's going to be. But you can control things like your pre-fueling, your during-race fueling, the, the week and building up to that are you hydrating properly um have you got the right kit are you looking at the weather forecast to make sure you've got these things planned for but sometimes it will just happen and i think i've certainly not finished training sessions i mean it happened to me last week <laughs> and i think this is the important thing it's it's why we push ourselves hard in training is to sort of learn a little bit about our limits and if we can push ourselves to our limits, the body comes back stronger. 
Um, and also psychologically, it gives you that sort of feeling, well, I don't want that to happen to me again. Yeah. So I think it, it, there's a lot to be said about, like, psychologically what you take from these experiences. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil what happens in the book. Well, obviously, it had a, it's had an impact. <laughs> so far. I can't know. You have to read it. <laughs> but it's... Uh, <laughs> It had an impact, and it really it, devo- it demotivated him quite a lot. Um, but he came back, and he went on to do bigger and better things. Mm. So he used that um, negative and turned it into a positive. And he talks about it in the book, um, how how it had an impact, and then how it pushed him to to get better, to mo- to to be able to go back and do another marathon. He does a marathon, bit of a spoiler alert. So he actually does complete another marathon. And that takes a lot, yeah. I would say, to get to go to a point of where you DNF yeah. because you stopped, to go back and do another marathon. He did another marathon in another country. And his experience of another marathon in another country was complete opposite. And like I say, being stopped, I can understand, absolutely, I can understand the reasonings that they might stop here because of... The, the roads having to reopen and things, but they should always, I always think they should be, if they're going to stop you, there should be an alternative route that you can do, mm. that you can go on the paths or whatever. But they just stopped him and says, no, you can't finish. He talks about it in the book that there's, there's, there's a couple of women dressed up as a chicken and a fox. And they basically said, I'm not stopping. <laughs> I'm carrying on. And they finished the, finished the marathon, <laughs> which is quite funny. And like I say, it's, it's, it's not a nice thing, but he used it to motivate himself. So we are going to get Sean on. I think he's a really the way that I read the book, and I, I put it on Amazon. It just felt like I was talking to him about it in the pub, and the way that he comes across, and the way that he puts little jokes in there. And I think, I think he'll, it, it'd be re, it'd be really good on the podcast, and I think people will really relate to him. He's got he's on YouTube. Uh, Sean speaks on YouTube. That's what his channel is called. I think he's all over Instagram. He's on Facebook, I think, as well. So uh, reach out to him and speak to him. And like I say, we'll get him on the podcast and. I can ask him a few more questions. And if he wants to spoil the book, he can spoil the book. Spin him on. Yeah. Him on. yeah well, I'll, I'll, I'll arrange it. And I'll, I'll, we'll get him on. And um, it's made me want to write a book, bizarrely, mm. uh, about my experiences of running. Because I've started from similar kind of grounding, really, that not running at all, to a point of where I've run a marathon and running another you know marathon. I haven't got time, mate. <laughs> I wish I could. I haven't got time. Um, but Mike, maybe if he comes on the podcast and he helps me out and maybe he gives me a bit of tips and advice. I'm a board member. I can't do that now. <laughs> we were talking about this before we came on air. I wasn't sure if I was going to mention it, but I'm going to mention it. I'm a board member of a, of a, a local football team. So AFC crew, not crew Alexander, but AFC crew are... It's like a social experiment, I would, I would call it, and you can buy into um, buy into the club basically, and you can become a board member. And it's co- it's run by something called New Fans N U N U F A N, a community owned club powered by yeah fan, yeah. So it's it's powered by them, and then on um, Discord, so it's like a social media platform. You basically vote. So they give you proposals of, right, okay, then how much money can we spend on, I don't know, like an end season do, or how much can we spend on wages this year, or uh, how much are we going to spend on a media day that they're going to be doing? Uh, and then you vote. And the the board members, I'm not sure, I think there's a couple of thousand people that are involved, and they vote. And then whatever comes up top, they go with. 
It's uh, the, the team's managed by Gary Taylor Fletcher, who used to play for Blackpool. You're one of 1,314 board members, Rob. There you go. So 1,300. I'm one of them. So I pay. You pay a monthly subscription. I think it's like four pound. I think it is to be a board member. And it, I, I'm I'm enjoying it actually. I only joined a couple of days ago, but looking at the the um, their interactions with each other, it's it seems really good. And uh, I'll keep you posted. So we might be we oh going up. So we oh going up. <laughs> we got from I said I keep I'm calling them we. I've only been involved two days. Uh, got promotion last year. I just I just want to apologise to um, Wrexham. Yeah, <laughs> Wrexham are too big league. The jumped ships, <laughs> and he's left. Yeah, he's left Wrexham to join AFC. I I haven't left. I'm still I'm still a Man City fan. I'm still a Wrexham fan, but I'm also an AFC crew fan. And yeah. But yeah, it was, it's it's a social experiment that I'm, I'm involved in. So um, you be well, no, you've got enough going on with your running. I know, I know. Your job. I know. Environment. I know. Swimming. Yeah. <laughs> People always say that to me. I, always, I, I like to have my finger in many, many pies. Uh, I like to keep myself busy. Because if I'm not busy, I, I get up to mischief. Uh, so I like to keep myself busy. But I have got a lot on, I must admit. But I enjoy it. <laughs> So that, yeah, so if anybody's interested, have a look for Sean's book. Reach out to me. I can send you the details. I will share something on Instagram. He's send me a link. Um, and, yeah, we're going to get him on the podcast, and it'd be good. So we're going to get 5K your way, and we're going to get Sean on. I've proper been networking whilst they've been on holiday as well. You've been networking. Not just, not, just, not just been resting on my laurels. He's been networking. I met, another, I met somebody else as well. Uh, did you see I met Bootlegger? So he's a Wrexham, Wrexham fan. So the football club Wrexham fan. He's like a social media person uh, for Wrexham. Before they get, they, they got famous and big and Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought them out. He does like YouTube videos and stuff. And I met him as well. And he uh, commented on how good my karaoke was when I did Rock DJ. <laughs> Are you going to give us a rendition? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Well, I might do. I don't want to rob. No, if I roll DJ, yeah. I don't want to rob DJ. So it's not rock DJ, it's rob DJ. But yeah, so I've, yeah, so I've been proper. You have been busy, in you? Been busy. Mm-hmm. You have as well, with your Rob Bryden and your mini athletics and your car fest and stuff. I did, I did uh, car fest. I know you saw the, uh, the ice bath, the extreme. Yeah, you were going to talk about ice bath. I forgot about that. The, yeah, so so I have been ice bathing, uh, as you've seen. I haven't done it for a while. Oh, I, forget, I keep cleaning it out. Started again. Yeah, I cleaned it out last the other day. It's empty. Not now. It Ooh, filled up. Clean mind out. Get two days ago. Nothing better than blue water. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's grim, doesn't it? After a while, scummy. Yeah. Mm. So I have. Probably now for two weeks straight, apart from when I was at the festival, have ice bathed every morning. So I've been setting the alarm, 10 to 6. I get up at 6 o'clock. By quarter past 6, I'm in the ice bath. Rach goes out for a little walk. Then I do a bit of breath work, because I've been really getting into my breath work. Um, After Adam Burgess' episode, I've reached out to him a couple of times, and he recommended to me the Oxygen Advantage um, so oxygen advantage is all about nasal breathing. 
So my easy runs, I've been doing them by nasal breath only. So not breathing from my mouth, doing it all by nasal breath, which I think you touched on in the podcast. Mm, yeah. um, I've been doing some breath work, trying to focus on making sure that I'm breathing as much as I can through my nose. Because apparently you get 80% more oxygen through a single nasal breath than you do a breath through the mouth. As runners, we need more oxygen in our body to improve. If it's good enough, I've seen Erling Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland taping mouth shut. So I've been taping my mouth shut to sleep. I bought some some tape. I'm going to start trying it. And after Adam's recommendation, um, so I've been doing that, and I've been doing that for about probably a week. Um, And this morning was actually the first morning where I woke up and the tape was still on my lips, which meant for the whole night, I would have nasal breath, nasal breath, been nasal breathing because I couldn't breathe from my mouth because my mouth would have been closed. Um, and I felt really energised. I actually genuinely felt energised. Rachel always mocks me. She says, oh, you believe anything you will. Perfect. <laughs> all that. But I actually did feel good. Anyway, back to the ice bath. So when I was at Carfest, I realised I couldn't get my ice bath on. And I knew I'd be missing it. It's a part of Car Fest. I don't know what you know about it. Basically, Not a lot. it's a festival for car enthusiasts put on by Chris Evans on a farm and there's a purpose-built racetrack in the middle of the festival. And around that, because there's not enough really to keep people's interested in just cars, they have a music stage, they have a kids' stage, which is where we met Rob Bryden, they have a food festival, they have also something called Spa Fest. So I thought, oh, spa for... Is that the shop? The shop spa? No. Spa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I believe she did. So they have, they have spa. Spa if, you li- spa, if you are listening, if you want to sponsor podcasts like The shop where you can get a packet of crisp and a Mars bar. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, I'll have a look at this spa fest. And on spa fest, there was um, advertised as uh, a lady called Anna... Goff, Anna Marie Goff, I think her name is, who, if I'm not mistaken, is because he was there. He's Darren Goff, the cricketer. I think he's Darren. Okay. She's Darren Goff's partner, and she's an oxygen advantage breathwork coach. Okay, so you can be a certified breathwork coach through the oxygen advantage program. And she was basically running a breathwork class, and attached to the breathwork class with your ten pound ticket was the opportunity to do this polar plunge so you do a bit of breath work and then a polar plunge which is basically a, it's a two meter high tank yeah it's seven minutes. you walk up some steps probably about six or seven steps and then a guy that comes up with you uh who runs the ice bath company who's in and heavily involved with the breath work again he talks you through some breath work exercise and then basically you imagine that you're standing on a polar ice cap and they've cut a hole out in the middle of the ice and you take one step off the edge of this ledge into this two meter tank of water how cold your ice bath been at home can't get it below 12 mine 12 13 14 mine was about 11 this morning because the temperature dropped last night i think and that was freezing right yeah this water was like four degrees (laughs) so you step off you drop in you hit the bottom of the two meter tank only lightly because the water takes the yeah you come back up to the top you hold yourself on the ledge. Your first gasp of air needs to come through your nose. And then it's about controlling your breath as much as you can to regulate your breathing again, nice and controlled, purely through your nose. 
and this guy is talking to you through your breath and after about 90 seconds you felt like all my skin was burning like i needed to get i said i'm gonna have to get out so i've done about 90 seconds in this this like three or four degree water but after you come out when your body starts to warm back up Feel absolutely fantastic. Feel, yeah. I'm now craving, like, trying to get my water in my ice bath as cold as possible. But it's that thing. Yeah. The underlying message of the whole breathwork class was basically teaching your body that anything is possible by breathwork, like overcoming your fear, being comfortable at being uncomfortable. And yeah, it's mad for people that suffer with anxiety. I think I've with the business that I'm running now, uh, developed a little bit of low-level undiagnosed anxiety. And I've found actually doing the ice bath in the morning, I think it's like probably given me that sort of, we've said it before, that determination to do something really difficult at the start of the day, knowing that any challenges that come later on in the day, I can overcome. And also just spending time regulating your breath because if you regulate your breath and you do nasal breathing, you're filling your body with oxygen, which is going to send good signals to the brain. It's going to make you more alert. It's going to make you more aware, more motivated, better focused, and also hopefully improve things like running performance. Mm. Look into breath work, polar plunge. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try the tape over my, I've been meaning to do it for ages, but I just never have got around to ordering any tape. Um, and I don't want to sit there with gaffer tape on my mouth. Uh, so I've ordered myself some meat. <laughs> People probably say that's a good idea. To yeah, if you don't start with it. Tape on. The first few nights, so when was it? It was in, it was in the hotel at Basingstoke on a Thursday. I taped my mouth and I had another shave. And my stubble was not, I mean, it's not long, as you can see. But I taped it into my mouth and you sort of put about a stamps piece across going down rather than across a lot from nose to chin. And I woke up about three o'clock, I think it was, and I was like... This is irritating. It makes it irritate you for the first couple of nights. I was like, I've got to get this off. I've got to take it off. So I tried to take it off like half asleep in the middle of the night. It got stuck to my moustache here. Yeah. And you're like, you're in the middle of your sleep and you're trying to always stay your moustache. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, keep your stubble on your top lip like a little bit shorter. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like, the benefits, I think, of mouth taping, I definitely... Whether it is a placebo effect or not, I definitely felt like I had a better sleep last night. I was more recovered. Um, like I felt more energised. Like I really did. Like I was up sprightly. If it's good enough for Erling Haaland, it's good enough for me. Exactly. 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 Definitely going to try it. Uh, and if, if people out there are listening, that I've actually tried it since Adam suggested it way back when we had Adam on. Yeah. He's gearing up for the he's gearing up for the Olympics next year. He's been winning his races. I'm speaking to his dad the other day. Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? He's doing really, really well. Yeah, really, really well. So, and he will come back on the show. So we'll get him back on the show, and we can talk to him about the breathwork that we're, we're but we're worth going to be doing. So, and on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye. Please let us know with questions. You know, I say we're threat, we're threatening you. I don't really threaten nah. you yet. Uh, kind of, it might turn into a threat. And if you are interested in Sean's book, let me know. Um, and we will see you all later. <laughs> see you later.